Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Life Rewired podcast. Thank you guys for joining us on this Sunday, July 17th. Today's episode is going to be all about protein. We're going to be diving into, as always, the many mistakes that you know we've made in the past and have learned from. And you know, with us coaching clients on this topic specifically, helping them prioritize protein in their lives, we've really seen you know the benefits both you know, prior to focusing on this macronutrient and the benefits of what happens when you make it an essential part of your life because it is an essential protein, it is an essential nutrient um, for us on a daily basis. And so, as always, before we begin, this podcast is brought to you guys by Athletic Greens. We believe that Athletic Greens is the simplest way for you guys to get all of the daily necessary vitamins and minerals in just one simple scoop. On top of that, you guys are getting the antioxidant level of 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables, and not many of us have the ability to get that amount of servings in a given day. So this is just a great way to fill in the gaps. With our partner offer, you guys can get five free travel packs and a one-year supply of vitamin D and K2 with your order of Athletic Greens. So on to today's episode, Protein 101. This is episode 42. And really, we just wanted to start this thing off um, with why protein is even important, you know, so why, why is protein important in the first place? And first and foremost, like we kind of said in the intro, it truly is an essential macronutrient, which literally means we cannot live without it. And it also means that our body cannot naturally produce these types of amino acids. So we must get them from our diet and from food sources or even supplementation if we have to. Exactly. And protein is an essential building block for lean muscle mass, aka the muscles you're working so hard for in the gym. We talk a lot about the fitness side of things and the nutrition side of things. And protein is kind of the thing that like ties the two together. What you're working so hard for breaking down your muscles in the gym for protein is going to help rebuild that. So protein is an amino acid used for not only muscles, but also your skin, hair, nails, and muscles and other bodily tissues. And it also keeps you satiated, meaning full for longer than any other macronutrient that is a very close second, but your body takes more energy to digest protein. That's why it keeps you fuller for longer and also keeps, you know, your body burning more energy throughout the day. And you guys wonder why we have so many cravings, you know, as human beings is if you look at or pay attention to, you know, portion sizes, like going, even going into something like a place as simple as Chipotle, you know, think about if you don't ask for that extra protein, kind of the small amount, think about the small amount you're going to get. So I think there's just a general theme kind of in our society where protein is actually kind of less of the priority. And you see, you know, a lot of these meals and a lot of these, you know, places, restaurants, fast casual places, you know, prioritizing the carbs or prioritizing the fats while protein kind of, you know, takes a back seat. And so one thing that would really help you guys out is buying and shopping with purpose. And what we're talking about is, you know, when you guys are going grocery shopping or you're trying to navigate, you know, your plan for the week on what it is you're going to eat for your meals. So not only does this help you guys, you know, from a financial standpoint, but it also helps you, you know, shop for your goals very specifically. You know, most people will kind of go into their week or go into their grocery shopping where they have a general idea of what they want to buy and kind of like thinking of certain meals that they typically eat or what they want to make, but there's no real specific strategy or plan behind it. Then you kind of get to the end of the week, you find that you ate out most lunches and probably even some dinners. And then, you know, you're at the end of the day, wasting a lot of food. So not only is this something that could help you financially, help you with your goals, but it's also going to help you guys eliminate the wastefulness with food. Cause I know we all do that or have done it at some point in our lives. And I know that, you know, Christine and I both 
take this strategy and it helps us in all three of these areas. So it's it's kind of a win-win all around. And so when you guys go into it and planning and knowing what your main protein sources will be, it's gonna help you buy with purpose, avoid being wasteful and avoid temptation too, because you'll know exactly what it is you want to eat and are going to eat for that week. And so, you know, Christina and I both at the start of the week, each week, you know, we, we do our grocery shopping on Sunday before Monday hits. We kind of want to get ahead of the curve. And we literally have a very specific idea of, you know, what meals we're going to be eating for, for lunch, for dinner. Um, we both kind of do our own things for breakfast, which we can kind of talk a little bit more about. But we know kind of exactly what our general meals are going to be. And so we buy exactly for those meals and it takes some time, you know, obviously you guys have to, you know, trial and error and play around with some of those different combinations. Like it took us some time to figure out kind of what our go-to sources are, kind of what our go-to meals are. Um, but once you find those fundamental meals and fundamental proteins, you can then start shopping with purpose and planning out exactly the quantities that you need so that you can limit that wastefulness. Yeah, and I struggle with this a lot. When we first started dating, we'd go to the grocery store and I would act like I was grocery shopping for like a family of four. Like I lived by myself, I would grocery shop. I just would walk through the aisles and be like, oh, these are all my favorite things. And it's like when you pack for a trip and you pack all your favorite tops, all your favorite bottoms, all your favorite shoes, but they don't make outfits. So you end up having nothing to wear. It's the same thing with your nutrition where like I would buy all my favorite foods, but I didn't know how to pair those meals together because none of it made sense in a menu strategy. And now we create a menu. Our grocery list is like our cost is cut in half and we have zero groceries left by the end of the week because we make a perfect menu for how many days we need it. We even think about what days we're going to eat out or like last week, Zach's parents brought us up dinner because they live below us now. And we knew like, okay, we have one less dinner to make. Let's buy maybe one less shrimp for dinner. So it really helps you be effective with the cost and also with just food waste too, which is very important. Um, so learn from my mistakes and <laughs> don't buy all your favorite things and buy for one. Yeah. And I think we've all, I mean, we all have done that definitely at some point or another. I, I just remember growing up, like that was notorious you know, with, with my family, we would buy, you know, all of this food. And then, you know, by the end of the week, it's like, you find you hardly even eat most of it or even half of it. And it's like, not only, like we said, is it, are we wasting food? Um, but it's, there's really no purpose or intention, you know, behind the purchasing of those items. It's kind of just like, you're kind of just like guessing at that mm -hmm. point. So now we create a menu and it's not a strict like meal plan by any means, but we just look at like, okay, what's our favorite lunch and dinner of the moment? What protein sources do we need to buy in bulk prep, which we'll talk about later. But then we'll say like, okay, are we getting sick of this dinner? Let's buy something different for that meal. And we go into the grocery store with that purpose of we're going to make this same dinner for Monday through Friday. And for us, we don't get bored because we're creatures of habit. But if you're somebody that does, maybe you can have the same meal Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for dinner, and then switch it up like Thursday, Friday, or something like that, or alternate. Or you can even use a different protein source. Like you could yeah. have the same, you know, carb source, but maybe just alternate, mm -hmm. flip out the protein. Yeah, like we make dinner tacos all the time. You could do steak tacos or chicken tacos or shrimp tacos, but you have the same carb, fat sources ready, mm -hmm. and it's super easy to make. But before we dive into all of our strategies and go-to meals, before we get carried away, we do want to talk about plant-based protein and talking about how much protein do we need if you are a meat eater or a vegetarian or vegan. And what we go by for our clients and ourselves is 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight. So for instance, if you weigh like 160 pounds, 160 grams of protein. But if you are vegetarian or vegan, we coach a lot of people who do not eat meat and that's perfectly fine. You can still get in a good amount of protein with these sources I'm gonna list out here in a second, but 
I use the 0.8 grams per pound of body weight for this one. And then I also look at like what's realistic um, based on where they're coming from. We always meet our clients where they're at. And if they're eating very low protein, we're not going to jump them up to 0.8 grams per pound of body weight. Same for a client who is a meat eater. We're not going to jump them up to one gram per pound of body weight if they're eating 50 grams of protein, which is a lot of people's starting point. We think we're eating more protein than we actually are. And that's what, why we have jobs <laughs> to teach you guys how to increase it little by little, but we always meet you where you're at. So meet yourself where you're at if you're listening to this. But going over some plant-based protein sources, the best sources are essential amino acids, which are animal proteins like meats, eggs, and poultry. However, there are some plant-based foods that are essential amino acids. There are nine of them. This includes soy products, edamame, and tofu. These are all complete sources of protein. We won't get into like the science or the nitty-gritty behind complete and incomplete protein, but I am going to list out a ton of plant-based protein sources that you can include into your diet if you do not eat meat. You can have beans, nuts, seeds, whole grains, vegetables. This will ensure you're getting your essential amino acids in and also you're excluding those animal proteins, whether that is your preference or just for dietary reasons. I do want to give you guys some protein sources that are plant-based in a list form. Obviously, if you have all of these included and you still can't reach your protein goal, then you can supplement with a vegan protein powder. I personally use a vegan protein powder, but you shouldn't just go straight for protein powder. Try and get it from whole food sources, just like the meat eaters listening to this too. So some plant-based ones, quinoa, tofu, this can be soy or gluten-based, tempeh, beans, lentils, veggie burgers, non-dairy yogurt, peas, vegan protein, powder would be like the last resort. These are supplements, once again, to supplement your diet. Same thing for the animal sources. I can list out some of those well. I'm just thinking of them. We use chicken a lot. We use chicken thigh, chicken breast. Rotisserie is super easy. It's already cooked for you, so you have no excuse of like not having time to prepare or bulk prep. Just make sure you weigh it. Yeah, or can too. I was talking to um, one of my clients. I did an event at Fabletics this weekend, which while I'm on the topic, we're going to have one in Columbus August 6th. If you guys are in the area, we're going to be doing a workout together. A little life rewired workout um, mm-hmm. at Fabletics in Easton. But I did one yesterday and a lot of my clients came. And one of my clients was like, Why did you never tell me that canned chicken from Costco is like 40 grams of protein per serving, like 40 or 50 grams? And it tastes really good if you flavor it up and like add seasoning to it. And I like completely forgot about that. It's like we do all, we get stuck in our ways of like our current sources of protein and we forget. Like when I was in college, I used canned chicken for my protein all the time. And it's super cheap and cost effective and high in protein. So that's also an option. Like just chicken alone, there's like four to five ways to get it in. Um, Or tuna canned or in package. Like the tuna infusions are super good and they have a ton of different flavors. Eggs, I see this a lot. If people can't hit their protein goal and I look at their breakfast, there's just like one or two eggs. I'm like, where's your egg whites? (laughs) Like let's get in half a cup to a cup of egg whites and you can hit your protein goal easily by doing that. Ground turkey, ground beef, salmon, tilapia, shrimp. We're on a huge shrimp kick right now. Also deli meat is super simple, like turkey or chicken. Just make sure it's like not a lot of added like sodium and added preservatives to it. Steak also. And then we love turkey and chicken meatballs from Costco too. Just be mindful of how processed they are, which Zach is about to get to as we speak. (laughs) Absolutely. And so, yeah, going off of Christina's point, that's a major issue that I had when when I was kind of struggling in my fitness journey. I know kind of like I've told you guys in the past on different podcast episodes, you know, I went through a phase 
especially toward the end of my collegiate career as an athlete, where that kind of that keto craze started becoming more and more popular. And actually, you know, a buddy, a buddy of mine, me and him kind of tried it per our uh, nutritionist advice and guidance. And so, (laughs) which is crazy um, to think, to think back to, but basically kind of what I'm getting at is I was very much so of the keto mindset for a long time. And it took me kind of a while to get over that and kind of understand the bigger picture. Um, And so eventually I did, but one mistake I was making kind of when I was phasing out of that, you know, style of eating and style of, you know, nutritional habits, I still had the mindset that I, that I wanted to eat much fattier meats. Um, So like, think your steaks, you know, your bacon, your processed sausages, things like that. While I was very much so of that keto mindset, I was mistakenly going down the path of focusing on more of these inflammatory, more processed meats. And so, you know, Christina and I like kind of joke around nowadays, but, and we're, we're even probably, we're going to do a whole podcast episode literally next week, I'm pretty sure on inflammation because yeah, we could go down a whole rabbit hole there. Um, but we always joke with each other because back during those times, I mean, you can literally see it, especially for me, like in my face, um, especially the just how swollen and inflamed I was from eating all of these ultra processed meats. And, you know, bacon was one of them I was eating a lot of too. And that's like what, excuse me, it's like one of the biggest um, or one of the most processed and inflammatory meats that you can consume. And so, you know, we really started to eliminate some of those foods and, and, and not eat them as much and then focus more on, you know, those leaner meats, more less processed meats like your, you know, salmon, shrimp, you know, chicken, turkey, things like that, that are way less processed and way less inflammatory. And it made a world of difference in the way we felt and the way we looked. And so, I know like a lot of you out there, you know, probably are, you know, meat eaters, you guys enjoy consuming, you know, meat proteins. And so I would just very much so advise you to be careful about how much of those inflammatory meats you are consuming. Like, don't get me wrong, like, Christina and I still love steak. Now, is it something that I leave every single day? Yeah, um, sausage too. But is it something that we eat every single day? Because at one point I was, Um, But it's not the best if it's dominating your diet. And you guys are kind of always seeing a general theme about these things we talk about. And really anything in any sort of extreme can be bad for us. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's very important that you guys continue to always work to find that balance, not only in other areas of your life, but especially with nutrition. And that's something that we really feel like we've worked really hard toward over the last several years. And not only have we learned a lot coaching you guys on these subjects and on these topics, but we have learned so much from making mistakes, trial and erroring ourselves. And it really does help us better serve you guys and give you an even better perspective about these things. Because, you know, once before, I didn't think I was even doing anything bad. I was like, hey, you know, higher fat based proteins are deemed, you know, in quote, healthy in the ketogenic ketogenic world. And so, you know, it just depends on kind of the narrative you're listening to, um, the information you're consuming. And at the end of the day, guys, you have to do what works best for you. You know, I do know that there's plenty of people out there who can, you know, probably, you know, there is somebody probably out there that can eat, you know, more processed meats and not really see tangibly um, the negative impact it's having on their lives. Um, But you might not 
you know, be aware of some of those subliminal effects it's having on your health. And so that's why it's just really important to understand these things and know what it is you're consuming, you know, have have the idea of what that impact is having on your general health. And that way you can better navigate kind of where you lean into from a protein standpoint. Yeah. And I always try and recommend if you're somebody who's like, oh, well, I do like those processed meats and I do like having protein in my oats and I'm all for that too. We love protein oats and like using supplements, but I try and say like as a rule of thumb, like you remember you are what you do most of the time. So if 80%, like I know 80, 20 is used and we talked about this in a previous podcast for like whole food, soul food, AKA whole food versus processed food. But I also like to use it to relate to my clients in terms of like protein sources. So if 80% of your day comes from whole non-inflammatory, non-processed protein sources, like eggs, egg whites, chicken, fish, And then you have a protein shake or you weave in like steak or sausage or like those processed meats or like inflammatory meats. What you did most of that day is going to outweigh what you do some of that day. But old Zach was probably 80-20 in terms of like processed meats versus like unprocessed meats. 100%. Yeah. So that's why your body reflected that. So remember you Mm -hmm. are what you do most of the time. Try and use 80-20 instead of using supplements to make up like 50% of your day and then eating whole foods 50% of your day. It will just not be optimal for your digestion or your overall health because you're not getting like the nutrients that come from whole foods. You're just getting powdered form. So just be mindful of that. But now we're going to go into the nitty gritty of today's episode, which is five tips to hit your protein goals. And this is something that it took a while for us to come up with these five. Like I didn't implement all five of these, not to come up with them, but to implement them into our days. I didn't do all five of these things, my whole fitness journey. But looking back, like these are the five things that help us succeed now and help our clients when we kind of zoomed out. So number one, split up your protein goal per meal. If you're somebody who is a meat eater, let's say you're like 160 ish pounds. If you divide that by four and you eat one gram per pound of body weight, that's 41 grams of protein per meal. That's if you have four meals like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks in my fitness pal. If you're someone who is a vegetarian, that would be 131 grams for that body weight divided by four. That's 32 grams per meal. So this should be your basis of building your meals. Like you need to aim for 40 to 30. This is like female perspective. Let me let Zach do a male perspective of what yours looks like. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously my intake and and the, the male population tends to have, you know, a higher intake than females just because, you know, naturally we are bigger. We have carry more mass. We carry more muscle mass. Um, so we need to fuel the body with more protein. And so, you know, for example, and, and a good disclaimer, this is a good point to just add, throw this into the mix, but something you guys always have to be mindful of is this, these numbers that we're throwing out with protein and whether it's protein, carbs, or fats, all of these macronutrients make up the total caloric value. So while, you know, we throw around the numbers from, you know, one gram per body weight, it does ultimately depend on kind of what your overall caloric intake is. And so for me, you know, I'm around 215 pounds, 216 pounds, and I eat between like two and 250 grams of protein, give or take. And so, you know, I like to split that up per meal, like Christina said. So I typically will get honestly anywhere between 50 to 100 grams in one meal. And then I I pretty much just supplement with the rest. And so, you know, those 100 gram meals can be a little bit dense. So it is good to, you know, split those things up. And a lot of my snacks are higher in protein. Like when I'm on the fly in the morning, I'll do a shake or I'll eat, you know, a Nash bar that is, you know, minimally, pro- it basically is not processed at all. Um, and it is denser in protein. And so I do like to really mold, you know, my snacks, as well as my meals around that higher protein amount, because getting that 200 to 250 grams 
is a lot. Yeah. And for just general rule of thumb, Zach has like the best digestion ever. For anyone who struggles with digestion, try and keep it like below like 80 grams per meal just because that will help you digest it yeah, a little bit better. Exactly. He's a tank. So yeah, you <laughs> do have to be mindful of that. I am a little bit of an anomaly when it comes to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I see it with my clients too. You know, we break up the protein amount a little bit more than that per, per, per meal. Um, but that is just something to be mindful of. Just be mindful of, you know, how your body responds. Is your digestion better, worse, depending on kind of how much you're consuming in, in one point in time. And that's just something that you guys kind of have to gauge. Because remember, it's always about the overall intake. It's not about, you know, what you're eating in that one specific meal or how much you're eating in that one specific meal. So even if you're someone who has to break that 200 gram or 250 gram amount a, a, across like, you know, six different food sources, like you might just have to do that. Um, but that's just where you guys have to gauge kind of how you feel and how the body responds to what it is you're consuming as it pertains to that goal. Yeah. And everyone's different. I have some clients who mix like the complete proteins and non-complete proteins because they know that's what works best for them. And they have five meals instead of three. I personally like to do three meals. So this brings me to my next point of pre-logging my protein for the day. I have three meals per day and I try not to snack when I'm in a cut just because I will eat up all my calories. If I do snack, it's on fruits and veggies. So that's limited protein. So what I do is I take my overall protein goal, put it in my fitness pal as my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then I just increase the amounts per meal for that protein. So pre-log your protein first. The biggest struggle I hear with people when they first start tracking macros, and just keep in mind, it does take time to navigate like tracking carbs, fat, and protein. That's why we typically start a lot of our clients at calories only or calories and protein only before adding in carbs and fat. Because what we want you to aim for is your protein goal first. Otherwise, it'll get to the end of the day and be like, oh, I have zero calories left, but 50 grams of protein. Now what do I do? And at that point, it's kind of too late and you're playing on the defense versus you pre-logging, you're playing on the offense, meaning you're going to hit your goals no matter what, because you're creating a to-do list for your day in MyFitnessPal. Yeah. And I'm telling you guys, if you have not ever tracked your protein, I'm telling you right now, you are underestimating or, or you're overestimating mm -hmm. how much you are actually eating. You know, like we were kind of saying, I mostly work with males. I mostly work with guys. And, you know, I would say like 90% of the guys that come to me, a, start out thinking that they're eating the right amount of protein, and then B, start tracking and realize it is wildly lower than what they actually thought. You know, I have guys that come to me who have really struggled to put on muscle mass and put on size, and you know, they're drinking their protein shakes, um, you know, religiously, of course, but it's that other intake where they're really, really falling out of touch with. And that's where we start to reveal that through our, you know, with a lot of my clients where we start, you know, just logging for the first week they're with me to kind of assess, you know, where are they at in their current, you know, nutrition and fitness journey. And that really helps us kind of gauge how much we need to increase that, that number. Cause I have guys, you know, who should be eating, you know, 200 plus grams and, and we track in that first week and they, they're eating 70 grams a day. And it's like, it's eye opening. And it's, that's why, you know, guys, we always hammer the tracking, the tracking, the tracking. And, and for some of you, every time we say that, it probably like, you probably have that inner mental conflict of like, oh my God, I just cannot see myself ever tracking. But you will, you will be shocked at the education that it gives you w when you start to understand like what you're actually doing. Cause if we don't, if we don't have those numbers, we literally don't know. It's like, it's like at someone asking you how much you make and, and you having to guess without looking at your bank account, you know, it's like, or how much is in there, whatever it might be. <laughs> um, but you really just don't know until you know. And we see it time and time again 
with clients. So if you are someone listening to this who has been struggling, especially if you're a guy who has been struggling, you know, to put on that muscle mass and put on good lean size, it's probably because you aren't eating enough protein in your other meals because every guy has been, you know, drawn into the protein marketing. Like every freaking guy out there is definitely pounding a protein shake or most are, you know, it's very easy to buy into that culture, but it's not very easy to, you know, increase how much protein is in your dinner, how much protein is in your lunch, how much protein is in your breakfast. And so this is just kind of a wake up call to, especially you guys out there, you know, who are struggling, who may think you are doing everything, you know, on track and you're nailing it. You probably are falling short, you know, on those other meals. And I would highly, highly recommend you start tracking to see where you're missing. Yeah. And not, like I said before, everything's individualized. Not everyone has the time and energy to make five to six meals per day, especially if you're somebody who has kids or I know you I don't. don't work out. Yeah. yeah. Even though I work from home and like do not have children, I don't have the time in my day to on the spot make six meals. So that's why pre-logging and like bulk prepping, which brings me to my next couple of points, is super important because if you know yourself and you know you have to have three meals per day, how can you increase those portion sizes to equal that? Because I hear all the time like I cannot have my protein goal and I'm like, how many ounces did you have this is like old me too how many ounces of salmon did you have and it would be like four increase it to six boom there's your protein goal as you're pre-logging you'll understand the portion sizes that you need to hit your protein goal but it comes from pre-logging your day and then just increasing the amount per meal like my protein the vegan one i've said this before it's 20 grams per serving i'll do a serving and a half every time i make a shake or oats because i need 30 to 35 grams per meal, not 20. So of course that makes me go through my protein quicker, but it helps me achieve my fitness goals a lot faster too. Same with chicken and shrimp for dinner. I'll eat like six ounces of both versus the typical standard for women is four, but I'd rather have three large meals than six smaller meals. So it just depends on you. You can divide your protein goal by five or six if that makes sense for you, but just really understand what fits your schedule because if you are doing something that works against your schedule and against your lifestyle, tracking, eating protein, it's going to have a lot of resistance. You have to like really make it fit what works for you individually. Have to. And from there, like after we pre-log, we increase our portion sizes for protein. The next thing we do is we have go-to meals. Like we talked about when we go to the grocery store, we have these go-to meals in mind. Just a couple of examples, like for me, protein oats or a fab four, like protein shake for breakfast, chicken tacos, or like a chicken bowl for lunch with shredded chicken from the crock pot. For dinner, we'll make shrimp or salmon bowls. And those are my three protein sources for the day. And if I have to have a snack, it comes from a high protein protein bar, which would be like Nash or Aloha IQ bars for me. And for Zach, he has very similar go-to meals, which he can talk about. Yeah, I think this brings up, this is actually a really good point um, for what we're talking about right now. Just thinking of the tacos that we make on a weekly basis each day. Um, but what I like to do, I know kind of like Christina said, you know, pre-log your protein. So I typically have to eat for lunch around you know 12 to 15 ounces of the chicken that we make like the crock pot chicken that we'll make and you know i obviously have to eat that higher amount to hit my specific protein goal um so what i'll do is you know even though we are making tacos i'll heat the chicken up in a bowl but i only have so much meat to fill the tacos so i end up having like a lot left over in the bowl that i actually still eat or still have to eat to hit that protein goal where you know if i was just kind of guessing i would throw in the little smaller amounts of protein into the tacos and have like and be way underneath my goal if i just ate the tacos so that's like a just a good example where it's like even though you know we're making these tacos and making this one specific meal like i still had excess protein part of that meal that i just had to eat extra 
And so that's where like, especially if you're a dude, like if you're eating something like a taco, for example, you're only working with so much space, you can only put in so much protein. And I'm telling you right now, like any taco has like minimal, minimal protein. Um, and so that's just a good example where, you know, I pre-logged knowing how much protein I need to have for the day. And I knew I had to eat more than just what I was putting into those tacos in order to hit that, that portion size and my protein goal. And so that's just where like knowing the numbers and knowing like the amount of grams that you should be eating as it pertains to that overall uh, protein goal really does matter. And it can help you in those moments when you're making those meals, knowing that you have to eat a little bit more. And to give you perspective of male and female, I do the exact same thing because we eat the same meals. Like if you're a couple listening to this or you have a significant other or whatever and you guys want to eat the same meals but you have different portion sizes i always laugh when we make our meals because i'm like his and hers like mine looks like a kid version like a kitty meal to his like adult meal almost so he'll have mass amounts of protein in those tacos but i will only eat two taco shells and i still have extra protein to hit my protein goal so i'll have six ounces but only maybe four fit into the tacos like two ounces per taco and then i'll eat the rest out of a bowl and just put like barbecue sauce on it pepperoncinis and it's like you have a little taco bowl with your tacos that keeps you way fuller than if you were just to eat the small amounts of protein in those two taco shells. So right. weighing out your protein eating it in bigger amounts and having those go-to meals is very important but last but not least, like bulk prepping your protein is the fifth tip that's going to help you hit your protein goal. And what this means, it doesn't have to be like what I used to struggle with is like meal prep, like bro diet. Yeah, you don't have to lay out like, please, for the love of God, like you do not have to lay out, you know, 50 tubware containers, make a bunch of protein, make a bunch of rice, throw it together. And that's healthy. Like I'm telling you, you guys can, you can make this enjoyable. We're here to tell you that. Yeah. And Sundays do not have to be like a hours long meal prep all we do is like we're, we'll go grocery shopping today and then while we're like doing client programs or just even watching tv i'll put the chicken in the crock pot and i'll bulk prep that for like that lasts us monday tuesday pretty much because like zach said he eats 15 ounces so it lasts about a day and a half not that much and more then like, more like 12 <laughs> and then wednesday i'll do a mini prep so i buy two huge like chicken breast things from we shop at kroger now and they're just like the normal chicken breast things they sell for like 10 bucks. We'll buy two of those because we know, okay, this one will last us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll make it again on Wednesday to last us Thursday, Friday, a little bit for the weekend. And then I'll also do that with like salmon. So when we're on a salmon kick, I'll make our salmon like Monday night and it will last us Monday, Tuesday. I'll do it again Wednesday. It will last us Thursday, Friday. And then if you know you're going to eat out for dinner on Friday, it's the perfect kind of recipe to get through your groceries and have your protein bulk prepped. Because even though I do work from home, I don't have the time at lunch to be like, I'm going to make this grilled chicken breast like fresh. Like I'm taking raw chicken, making it grilled. That takes like, that would be like a 30 to 40 minute lunch to make the lunch that I do. So just put it in the crock pot. What I do is three hours on high. I just put spray like zero calorie olive oil spray, or you can use actual avocado or olive oil. Then I'll put like Tony seasoning on it or barbecue seasoning. And then once it's done, I shred it with two forks while it's hot because then it shreds super easily from being on high. For three hours i flip it halfway we shred it with two forks pour barbecue sauce on it boom you have protein for days and then for shrimp we just like do it the day of because bulk prep shrimp isn't really the best tasting i'm sure but that's how we bulk prep our protein you can do the same thing for like ground turkey you can make it all at once on a sunday evening just pour like taco seasoning on it make two packs at once that last you like monday tuesday wednesday Wednesday, do a little mini bulk prep, do it again to last you through the rest of the week. Because if you do it on Sunday for the entire week, 
it's number one, probably gonna go bad by Thursday or Friday and it's not gonna taste very good. But if you do it in this way, you do two days of mini bulk preps, that takes like, it takes no work. Like yeah. no work, it's just cooking while you're doing other things. And it helps set you up for a successful week because then you don't have that excuse of like, oh, my protein's not cooked. If you're that type of person, you're gonna grab the rotisserie chicken, you're gonna grab the protein sources that are already cooked and you can just heat up. Yeah, exactly. And something that I kind of just thought of while we were talking through that is, you know, the difference between individuals who are trying to, you know, cut or bulk. And so that's just, you guys just have to be mindful of the caloric value that some of these proteins carry with them. Because if you are someone who is struggling to put on, you know, that size or put on that, that lean muscle mass, there's a good chance you do have to consume proteins that are a little bit higher in calories. And on the flip side, if you're someone who's trying to lose weight or, or you're in a cut, you know, you're going to have to focus on those proteins where you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. You're getting that volume food. Like that's something that Christina and I talk a lot about because both of us are, you know, currently in a cut where we're focusing on proteins where we can still get the amount of grams we need, but we know that the caloric value is going to be much less than the alternative. And so I just wanted to throw that out there for you guys, because I know that, you know, both individuals or both types of individuals can struggle greatly. And so you want to really make it as easy as possible on yourself by focusing on the amount of caloric value of the proteins that you're consuming. Exactly. And I know we talked a lot about today, there's everything's individualized, but this is just a general rule of thumb and how to hit your protein, why it's important and how much you should be eating. And if you have any questions about protein at all, come to our Instagrams. You guys know our DMs are always open and we do share our go-to meals. Like I try and share at least one of our go-to meals a day. And I have a highlight on my page too. And Zach shares a lot of his meals. Cause once again, mine is like the kitty meal to his adult meal. So if you have a male and a female you're cooking for, this is a helpful way to see like the portion sizes and the types of proteins that we eat. But that pretty much wraps up today's episode. So we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode on protein. Next week, we're going to talk about inflammatory foods, but little plug for the Fabletics event we just talked about. I know a lot of you messaged me like, I can't come to this week's one. And I'm like, bring your man. Let's all get a workout in a little life rewired action on August 6th. We're doing one. If you're in Columbus or can make it in town, it's at Easton, which is a really cool place to stay and explore. If you're from out of town and we're going to be doing a workout We'll be posting a flyer here soon on our Instagrams, but just want to put that out there if you guys want to make plans to come on August 6th. And then Zach has his own on August 7th. So we hope to see you guys there. And don't forget to share today's episode with your main takeaway. Tag us at the Life Rewired Instagram. We have our personal Instagrams and the Life Rewired in the show notes, as well as our coaching applications, Athletic Greens. And we have a new show sponsor that we're working on for you guys in the coming weeks. So keep an eye out for that. And then if you guys have any questions, like I said, our DMs are always open. But we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share on your Instagram. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Peace out.